The dork you grew up with on radio for 40 years is now in a tidy digital place. Doc on Demand, where you pick the topics, then you be on the dang podcast. Live now in the Eagle Eye. Well, it's Doc on Demand. We've gone and done it. We've got uh, the radio show now in podcast form. <laughs> Like a little Tide Pod of uh, of joy, right? Um, I am proud to lead off this uh, this brand new feature in the Eagle app with uh, my buddy Mark Kemper of uh, No Wake. How you doing, buddy? Man, I am doing awesome. It's so, great. So let's talk. Uh, before we talk about No Wake stuff in a little bit, what 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 does the real Mark do? What's what's life like for the? Because I, I know you're like an honorable dude that really is on the front line. So what? Let's talk real Mark life stuff. What do you oh. what do you do in your? For somebody that doesn't know you, what do you do? Okay, so uh, for someone that doesn't know me. Uh, I really am not a rock star. Yes, uh, I actually get. You're a rock star in denial, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I get an opportunity. Uh, it's a lifelong dream to be able to help people. So, you know, for me, I have an opportunity to work at the Hannibal Fire Department full time, and I work down there. Uh, I also have had a great opportunity to teach a lot of firefighters. I work for uh, the University of Missouri and MACC, and uh, I stay active. Trying to uh, help people, yeah. Salvation Army Board, you name it. Uh, my biggest downfall, they say, is I can't say no. Which is why you're here. Hey, <laughs> so I was like, hey Mark, I'm going to do a podcast, man. You want to talk about no wakes? So like, I guess that's uh, the yeah, big sure. thing. Yeah. <laughs> but, so, so you've been no wake. Correct me if I'm wrong. You guys have been around for over 15 years, right? Well, no wake started 2007. Okay, so my math was almost right. Yep, and then in 2010, um, the singer quit with them and i ended up uh my cousin uh, who st- helped found the band sean mccarg we met in lowe's say hey, what's up man he's like ah oh, well i'm doing good how's the band going i'm like oh, we lost a singer i'm like okay he's like you want to sing i'm like i can't sing rock and roll man for 20 plus years i was known as a wedding singer from the time i got out of high school i i sang over 20 years of country music or the rose or whatever was popular for weddings at that point but on that day, a fateful day at Lowe's, he said, well, come come, try out for us. Audition for us. I go, okay. So I auditioned for him, and um, and I went from being this guy that used to sing wedding, sing, wedding, I was a wedding singer, and I also performed at the Molly Brown from the time, 86 to 92, which is like your show choir stuff, and I transferred into a, transformed into a rock guy, and, um, and it was a great, great, uh, great moment. And from that point in 2010, about April of 2010, I have been in that band ever since. And we've had a lot of fun and created some fun music. And we have had the opportunity to do three EPs. And we're still working on some more. And and that's one thing about No Wake. You guys do original music. But you, you originally went from being the Islands in the Stream guy to Crazy Train, right? I did, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, if you can imagine, I think... Uh, uh, some friends of mine, uh, Andy Patton, got married, and I remember singing "The Rose" for them. Like the, I think it was Bette Midler. Yeah, she, yeah, outstanding. Yeah, I sang that, and to go from there into uh, 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 Ozzy, and uh, we've sang, uh, uh, we've covered "Avenged Sevenfold." We we uh, we go all over the spectrum. So I'll I'll, I'll be the old man in the room. Uh, about forty years ago, when I started doing this. Uh, for a band to start out, you know, the the big goal was to get signed by a record company, get distrib- distribution, you know, so their music could get out there to the world. And then the, the record company, of course, works with radio stations like this and to get played on the radio. So how does – first of all, let's talk about the goals of No Wake. Like when, when, you, when you guys actually got started, 
Um, you said you didn't really have the goal of being like a, a band touring America, right? Well, absolutely. I mean, uh, our goal was just to uh, have gig money, go play music, and uh, really have fun. So in 2010, I was the third singer, and we'd kind of morphed into doing... Um, we were doing those four-hour bar shows and like every Saturday night. So basically, if you want to be in a band that does cover music, you need to probably you get up early on a Saturday, about twelve thirty. You meet up, you load your trailer about about that time, then you drive. Or if you have to drive three or four hours, you, you're going to get up at seven, and then you're going to load your trailer, and then you're going to drive to where you're at. Well, then you're going to set all that gear up, do a sound check around four o'clock, and then. Hell, you guys want to get something to eat? Yeah, let's spend some of our money on food. And back then, bars were a lot. They would say, hey, you know, free drinks on us. Yeah. And uh, show starts at 9. So from about 4 to 9, you just kind of hang out, and you hang out, and then you start playing your music, and, well, 1 o'clock comes around, and one fifteen, and you're like, all right, last call. You do your, You finish your show, and then you reload all your stuff, and it might be 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning when you get back home. So that's the life of a cover band, and after a few years, and when we first got into it, we really, you know, we had some ideas that we wanted to do some of their own music, and when I came in, they had a few of their own songs, so we okay. kind of wanted to be able to express ourselves, not be so limited on cover songs, like, you got to sing it just like this guy, you got to play it just like this guy, maybe have a little more fun and be more original, and um, that's kind of... We, we turned the corner and decided that we didn't want to do any more four-hour shows. They just wore you out. And I'm old. <laughs> you're, that's why you're talking to me. <laughs> so well, you were telling me this is like, uh, this is almost like, considering how hard your regular life work is, this is almost like a therapy, like a creative release for you, oh, right? It is. So our band is very unique, and I love our dynamic of our band. But we have, you know, we went from being a five-piece to a four-piece, and now we're back to being a five-piece. And we've been a five-piece for a while, and we really, really... It's the only way to go. Uh, but three of our members are firefighters, uh, and other two are busy in their own life and working in the private sector. So, you know, but for us, some of the things that when you get to sleep, we might be up, you know, in your worst day, when you call 911, and whether that is we think it's emergent or not, it's emergent to you. And all of those particular attributes we, we carry with us for 20 years, 25 years. You, right. know, you, you just, right. it builds up. So having the ability to play music gives you that stress relief. So when I go on stage, I'm not Mark the Fireman. I am Mark the rock and roll guy that can <laughs> pretend and have fun, and, and you can really de-stress, and you see people smiling out there or singing your music, and it just really makes you feel good. And, you know, our band is, is really went from being a cover band to uh, a small little band in our, in our region that gets the opportunity to play with some very cool acts as yeah. you've, you've experienced before last summer uh i this is like um, just a matter of weeks after i came home of course there was warrant firehouse yeah the big 30th anniversary show the hannibal riverfront show back in the day and you guys had your own following that was there they 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 were sure they want to see warrant firehouse but they were they're also there to see you guys and i the big response uh, so i mean with those bands what do you think like the biggest show you've ever played like so what as far as artists in your eyes What's like as good as it gets? Well, we we actually had an opportunity. We played with uh, the Molly Hatchet Blackfoot Quiet Riot 
folks. And it was originally going to be in Kansas City, and the pandemic hit, and then they moved it around. And anyway, we got sent out to a little town called Ulrich, Missouri, and there's a amphitheater out there. Wow. But even during the pandemic, that show was the first really, like, I'm looking at your posters and seeing yeah, yeah, these yeah. guys. So it's like, I remember in 82, we're listening to, uh, you know, Bang Your Head, The Quiet Riot. Now, granted, Quiet Riot, all of those guys uh, have have since passed away or, you know, the whole thing has morphed into different. But it's yep. still, as a kid, still quiet riot. I listened to it. They are Quiet Riot. And the Molly Hatchet guys, cool as can be. Jimmy, very cool. So having that in the fall and then having Firehouse and Warrant on the books, those are our two biggest shows and I, I love down at uh, you know the the barbecue fest in Hannibal and uh, Jason mm-hmm. with Heartland and he he put that on there and he's he had the opportunity and he he gave us an opportunity to hang out with uh, Joey and yeah you know, I get to talk to him and say hey yes two bald heads guys get together <laughs> yeah, yeah it's very cool because again <laughs> I saw them 30 years earlier right and I was just a fan and now how cool is it I get to be backstage, have some roadies, and get to interact with those guys. And yeah. for you, it's the same way. You're like, oh, wow, that's kind of cool. It's very cool. Yeah, because cool. I remember we, we get a chance to talk to Joey before the barbecue fest out here on the radio and what they've been through over the years with Janny and, you know, some of the some of the struggles they went through with, with his passing and everything else. Um, but, yeah, that's you definitely have those uh, I can't believe I'm doing this moments. Like Molly Hatchett, I remember – KGRC used to do late night rock back in the early 80s when I was in high school when, and you were in high school. And um, Molly Hatchet was one of the first bands I remember hearing on when they would they would turn it to rock late night on the radio. Yeah. And so it's it's great that you guys get to actually rub elbows with those guys and share a stage. And then not to mention that we've you know, we've had a really good uh, flair of uh, working with up and coming bands that are. There gives you such an uh, opportunity as far as, uh, you know, um, I like the Royal Bliss guys and the American Hitmen guys. And the American Hitmen, they were on America's Got Talent. When they got done with America's Got Talent, they came to Hannibal. And then the next year they came and they played with us at our Epic Music Showcase. And, they, you know, three of those guys are Marines. Three of us were firefighters. So we start talking about, oh, hey, yeah, you know, the stresses of what we had to do over there. We'd come back to the pit and play music and it kind of de-stressed you. And yep. we're like... Dude, we feel the same way. It's like make believe. It's pretend. I get to go on stage. When you said you want, that's kind of what you want for the fans, even the younger generation now, right? Yes, you know, uh, that's the thing is, we are really kind of a pretty much an original rock band now, and we've been blessed over these few years. We've we've uh, my cousin Sean works really hard with marketing the band, and we've talked to people that are marketing agents, not signed. We don't. We're never going to be that. We're going to be. Your hometown little bitty rock band that you can, you know, count on will probably still be around. You know, we might only do 10 or 12 shows a year, but if we're playing, come out. I guarantee you we're pretty high energy (laughs) and we have a lot of fun. And you'll get to hear original music that came from our life, our heart. And I think the kids nowadays need to know that, you know, you can take a cover band and cover bands... I apologize to all cover bands in the world because we all know they don't last 30 years. They don't last 20 years. They last till somebody gets mad and they take their toy and they leave. And then two weeks later, now that band, two of them are in another band with two of these other people. And it's called, you know, the new band, the new cover band. And um, but at the end of the day, they're just playing someone else's music. And if you have an opportunity to write down how you feel and put it into that music, it will help you heal whatever trauma you may be going through. 
and we can talk a little bit about those things because obviously our second album it had a certain degree of a tone to it that was yeah. a healing tone. Yeah, you were saying with you had a, a loss in the family of, of uh, your band member uh, that that because you guys have three albums out now, right? We do. We have three albums. So and this we are working two. on a fourth. Nice breaking news. Thank yeah. you for that. So, but yeah, to, to talk about that album and and what real life stuff ended up affecting what you guys recorded. Well, absolutely. So that was our second EP and it was called Act of Defiance. And before we ever started writing it, about two weeks before we went into the studio, um, Sean, who is my cousin and he's the guitar player, started the band. Uh, you know, uh, his his little brother and which is my cousin uh, passed away from a heroin overdose, August thirtieth, twenty fifteen. Bam. You know, kind of hit us. So we all, um, we went down in our studio two weeks later, we're like, no band practice. And we, we kind of tried to do band practice once a week, kind of like you would practice softball or football or whatever. Of course, granted, you practice more. We try to have a practice, even if it's just to bang stuff off the wall and write new or, hey, we got this upcoming show. Well, when he passed away, our first song we wrote was really, uh, it was it's called Incipient, which... In the fire terms, is it's the beginning of a fire. It's the incipient stage. It's starting to go. And, of course, there comes the fire-related portions of our undertones. And uh, we wrote that song. Uh, I remember I had the whiteboard there, and Sean was playing some music, and the drums were going a little bit, and we were trying to get the feel for the song. And I'm like, you know, Colin liked being down by the Mississippi River. Colin liked, uh, you know, laying on the ground watching the, the sky and if you deem into the lyrics, you'll kind of see where we kind of started out. I had a whiteboard, and I wrote, okay, he's at the river. And I kind of wrote a story up, and then we just, the lyrics just started to flow, and it kind of built. And it was a very uh, a very healing, there was a couple songs on that album that was to do with strife. So the fact, the fact that you guys were willing to do that, I guarantee <laughs> that there are multiple people that will listen to that that are also dealing, I mean, let's face it. Oh, life yeah. is hard. Yeah, it, it is. I've got friends that uh, that have either had tragedies happen to them specifically or to their kids, and uh, if somebody's been through a similar situation, they'll they'll identify with that song and latch onto it, and that will now be their therapy song. Right, and it's called Incipient, so it kind of breaks out. You know, uh, he goes through the whole the whole story of the song is here's here's Colin. He, you know, he's down. Uh, we seen it starts out with smoke rises off the water as I lay here, and it kind of morphs, you know, through your day, and then it basically goes through all of the troubles that you kind of have, and then the chorus is, "Save me, save me from my fate, uh, save me from my yeah. fallen grace." It's a call for help, and it's like this power, like um, we're a heavy band. If you didn't know that, hi, welcome. We're no waking. We are. <laughs> We don't have a lot of uh, gentle uh, flyby. This is not a kinder, gentler band, right? No, we. <laughs> but I don't. We really don't have a lot of screaming. Sean does what little screaming we have, and I do the singing. And so, um, you know, the second album has a lot of heart put into it. I don't know if it's good. Obviously, uh, it's all everything you do is artistically. It's interpretation of the person that's listening to it. And what I'd like to say to the kids is, go. Pick on a guitar. If you got something in your mind that, that you know, obviously you want to do a little rhyming, uh, and there's a lot of people that do rap, and they rhyme really well, and I like rock music and rap, and I like all kinds of musics, but just get out there and de-stress from life. I mean, I don't think life's any harder, has ever, never been any harder than it is now. 
Yeah. Uh, with the mental issues that people have. And of course, I, I respond to, and see these folks. And yeah. So if you can dive into music, I take transfers. I still work for the ambulance district and I'll take people with behavioral issues. And sometimes in talking with them, I'll say, well, hey, uh, I'm in a band. I said, I got some music. You want to hear it? Yeah. And we'll spend an hour and a half. I'll be taking them to the hospital and I'll be list- we'll be listening to music in the back of the ambulance just as therapy. And, and that's kind of what music is. Yeah. Therapy. So, peering into the future, any exciting things uh, on the near horizon for No Wake that you can talk about yet? Well, uh, <laughs> next year looks to be good. It's going to be fun. Um, I think the biggest thing is, is we're polishing up a new song, and rather than wait till we get a whole bunch together on an EP, uh, our poor band is putting money together to record, and then we'll release it. And, you know, uh, if you like Shaman's Harvest, uh, Nathan... In Shaman's Harvest, he has a lot of cool bluesy things, and he mm-hmm. does. And so yep. this song was kind of inspired by a little Shaman's Harvest twinkle there a little bit. And so we get this uh, um, all polished and get it recorded. We would like to get it get it out there before the end of the year. Uh, but it's just going to be a single. Yay! I, pro- I, promise. I get nine cents off of it. Come on now. I promise that uh, once you get it done, send it to me. We'll send it out through our app. How's that? Yeah, that'd be you? awesome. So what what's the best way for somebody that maybe is just maybe it's brand new maybe maybe no wake maybe they haven't had a chance to check you guys out what's the best way to uh, follow the band and interact with you guys Well you can okay social media right sure. you go to Facebook you hit no wake and you like the band actually you can't even like the band anymore you got to follow the band But then uh within there uh there is a uh a private group called No Wake Nation and that's no wake nation fans to where they can interact together and they get the first dibs on certain stuff and we actually i think we're a very giving band we've got fans um honestly we it was last year we picked up our first fan in syria we've got fans in europe uh we've got fans in australia uh one song when we released it was on a internet radio show in australia and it got kind of high and had fun and um you can listen to our music on Spotify, iTunes, CD Baby, if that's still around, Google, whatever. I mean, it's like every app you can imagine uh, we're on. Because when you go to record an album and you pay them the money, yeah, they yeah. distribute it out for you. Yeah. Don't you love digital? Like with our app, I've got uh, – I sometimes will get a note from uh, from people in Finland who just think we're, we're great. You know, I was like, come yeah. on, Brian. Suddenly I've got, I've got a following in Finland, you know, go figure. Yeah. Some fishing village out there by the, you know, by the North Sea thinks, you know, they got the eagle on while they're bringing in their catch. Go that figure. That is so cool. <laughs> and I, you know, like looking at the demographics from different uh, places that have listened to our music or that we've developed fans is like, Syria, really? Yeah, right. That's cool. <laughs> Israel. And then, of course, uh, uh, the American Hitman guys are big in Europe and and our type of music is still very big in the European marketplace. Yeah. Mark Kempker for um, No Wake. Thanks for the time, buddy. We appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll stay in touch, and uh, we'll continue to uh, fight the good fight for you. That sounds great. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Doc On Demand. No rules. No rails. No kidding. Now in the 100.9 Eagle app, you've been warned.